rise, 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 warrior, you rise, rooted in all that's true to Hello and welcome to our Way of the Wild Dreamer podcast, full of juicy musings on the creative life, with me, Claire Jasmine Beloved, and as we'd say in Liverpool, all me mates. <laughs> Interesting arty friends who will be sharing real life stories and the lowdown on being a creative in the world. delighted to have a chat with um, our next guest Maddie Millett who is an artist and someone who I always follow on Facebook and follow her unfolding work and her courage to be herself and, and express herself and I love everything that's unfolding in your work at the moment Maddie that I'm seeing and um, I was just trying to think about where we met and I was thinking Mm. was it the goddess conference was it a workshop but um can you remember I think yeah it was a workshop you did in London and you had your giant boa (laughs) it was a great big room full of people and we were you put music on I'm every woman or (laughs) it was lovely yeah sounds like me but I think I knew of you before then you I think it feels like you're one of those people who just had on the radar and, and feel like a friend even before we met so that feels lovely uh-huh. <laughs> okay. um, and then I remember meeting you um just before a workshop in Brighton and you were just this big beautiful hug in the days when we could hug um, mm-hmm. and reassured me before I ran my workshop so thank you so much for that lovely so Maddie, how would you know how would you describe your creativity and the work that you do and what you produce? Is there anything to add to artist? Um yeah, I mainly use clay. Um I do other stuff too, but that's kind of my passion. Um I started really young. My dad was an artist and um I think to keep me quiet, he used to just give me a bag of clay and I'd be happily sitting there for ages. Um, yeah, so so that started young. But I've had I've had a sort of um, a twisty, turny journey with my creativity. Wow. It's been a straight line. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has ever had a straight line, but I love those <laughs> twists and turns. Um, do you want to say any more about... That. I love the story of your dad giving you the, the yeah and stuff but any more about the some of the twists and turns yeah so um yeah my whole family were creative but um I was a bit of a rebel so I didn't follow that route um I went off and did social work instead um and then I came back to creativity when I was about 22 um 
I was actually doing a teacher training course and part of it was um, doing art. So then I rediscovered that I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, and then I had another gap um, and I went off traveling. I went traveling for about eight years, wild and free, as you do. <laughs> Still being creative, I guess, and you're traveling and exploring and yeah, having adventures. Yeah, and then and then I became a mum and um, decided to come back to this country, settle down, kind of. Um, And then I just thought I have to be creative. I have to have something for me. Yeah. Um, And I have to have an outlet. You know, I've got to express myself. Um, which I, I've struggled to sort of say it in words. There's a part of me, there's a, there's a big, big part of me that needs to express things just without saying them. Mm. And, and that's where creativity comes in for me. And did you have any formal training or was it just um, you exploring that work with clay and stuff? Or did you go to art college or...? Yeah, well, I did. I picked up the clay again when I was at the teaching training college. Um, so, yeah, we got some instruction there. Um, and then um, when my first son was little, you know, when I came back to this country, I did um, a pottery class then. Um, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> um, and then when I had my second son a few years later, um, then I decided to go to yeah art college I went to uni and how was that um yeah I think I thought it was going to make me an artist (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it didn't you know we're all artists already it it wasn't going to do that but um a big part of it for me I wasn't really bothered about getting a degree I went to have a bit of space you know as a mum and um, I was in a very difficult, ab- abusive, which I didn't realise at the time, relationship. Um, and, it, and it gave me some space to myself. And, you know, again, that expressing myself and, uh, yeah, just making stuff with my hands. I often, um, wish that, I often wish that at university you could just go without having to do the qualification. Because I yeah. often think, oh, I'd like to go and do a module in illustration or I'd like to go to uni to do pottery. But I don't actually want to do all the exams and accreditation yeah. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that felt, it didn't feel right to me to be kind of judged on something that's so, mm. you know, it's your personal expression. Who can say whether it's good or not? Um, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of it in, in uni, you know, is about the waffle. If you can, if you can give it <laughs> the art speak waffle, <laughs> you kind of get away with quite a lot. Um, I love that um, art speak waffle. It totally is. Um, I've been working with a young person and we went to the Tate and she was like, you know, I love in a lot of teenagers, they just tell you what they think without filter. Mm. It's like, this is all bullshit. Absolutely. You know, all this, you know, she wasn't, I don't think she said waffle, but she was like, it doesn't even mean anything, this word in that they've put around. 
this. And, and I was like, you're really right. Don't ever lose that kind of mm. you know, <laughs> sensibility around the world. And, uh, you know, and, and then she's doing A-levels and they're trying to encourage her to do the bullshit. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So when you create, um, and I'm loving what you're creating at the moment that I'm seeing, goddesses and beautiful shapes and things um do you create with like an audience in mind do you think this is what people want or what's the market like out there or do you, do you create for others or yourself yeah that's a really good question um i mean this is something that's been quite a struggle for me um i create for me but i love to share it with people um it's it's a sort of you know it's a circle isn't it you know something i'm inspired by something i create and then it's about sharing giving as in you know not necessarily giving it away for free but just passing on that you know once once you've made something this is what i believe it's got a life of its own and it's kind of you know it's hard sometimes to to let it let it go but um you know once you've made it and it's finished it's got a life of its own and then it's it's there to be sort of you know passed on so and not just held on to i've just been reading an old poem of mine and for um the way of the wild dreamer and and one of the lines is you know it's almost like when you've got a child and they go out into the world and, and you've created it, but, but then it's got a life of its own. So, you know, there's this quote with, it's got a life of its own to live now. So it's funny that you've, you've mm. said that. And I think that for me, um, the release stage and letting go and, and like birth in it is, is, is an important stage. Um, mm. but it doesn't sound like you actually create it with, with an attachment to the outcome of what people feel about it. Mm. No, I mean, I actually, I can't do that. I don't think it's, um, it would block me. Mm. Um, yeah, I did. I did make something once, you know, I've had people ask me to make them stuff. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't, I don't think I could do a commission. Um, yeah, somebody asked me to make something. They wanted it a certain height. <laughs> they wanted a certain pattern on it. <laughs> and then, you know all that and and I did it and it just wasn't any fun for me I kind agree of sort of ruined the thing so I kept thinking oh how high is it and all that and but just that's not where I am when I'm making I'm in it's like a state of bliss sometimes yeah and I can't force that it, it's I have to allow it really yeah um, and if I'm thinking about is it 20 centimeters then boom that beautiful bubble is burst you know yeah for me like when someone commissions something I have all this anxiety around is it what they wanted is it what they thought it was like um mm -hmm. you know that they probably don't have they're just like I love it because Claire's made it but I think it takes me away from the flow of really listening into myself and I get distracted and then I get anxious and then it just mm -hmm. like ruins the whole thing yeah yeah I mean, so, I'm very, I'm very cautious about, you know, I'm not really at that. I'm, I'm just about to sort of go into that stage of consciously making stuff and then selling it. Mm. I've been, I've been 
circling around that for a great many years. Um, but, you know, I've got shelves full of stuff and I can't fit any more on it. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, the lovely thing is I used to give stuff to my mum and sadly she passed away a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, it feels like the right time now to sort of shift out into the world. But mm-hmm. the thought of making stuff and, you know, how much should I charge and what do people want to buy? I mean, that just, oh, it kind of feels a bit icky, you know. Yeah, and I think that's something that a lot of um, creatives and artists struggle with and, um, you know, just can't get their head around. Um, and I think that's a, a common denominator with so many of us. Uh, how have you coped? Um, so, so up to now, you haven't really done it as a, I need to sell this to make money mm. for the tea or to buy food or um, oh, no. do you think no. that helped do you think that's helped you just do what you want with yeah 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 I've, I've had to yeah I'm very I'm scared really of putting that pressure on it yeah um about how it might change because I don't know where it comes from it just I feel like I'm very lucky that it's it's an open channel that does get kind of clogged up sometimes, but if the thought of it might get just closed off, if I start thinking, oh, you know, I need to do this to survive and pay the bills and yeah, it becomes become something else. If, if I closed off that channel by accident, you know, it becomes something else, I think, doesn't it then? And it can put a lot of pressure on. Um, and, you know, but that's not to say that I don't want to sell stuff. I've just got to, find that sort of sweet spot where it's okay it's an exchange you know I'm not really thinking about you know it's money that I need to live on or something I love Um, that sweet spot where it feels okay for for you and your creativity and it kind of honors that I love that thought yeah Um, because I'm doing an open house you know in Brighton where I live I'm going to be doing an open house and so I'm making stuff that's going to be sold well hopefully it's going to be sold um so yeah it's my first sort of like real foray and I have sold things you know more or less by accident really I've just put stuff on Facebook and someone said oh I'd love that and or can you make something similar or whatever but it's not been a very a big thing you know it's been here and there oh I love the idea of your open house I wish I lived nearer I'd be like sacred shopping <laughs> to me heart's content um, and uh, you know, I love buying buying things from artists that has come from their soul, um, and that's a part of what makes me want to buy it, knowing that it came from pure source, really, and pure flow, and it hasn't mm. been made for the market. So I'm sure you'll do really well. I'm like already thinking, how can I see what you've got before it even <laughs> <laughs> sneakily oh, getting in with the sacred shopping. So if you thought back over your creative life, is there a moment where you were just in bliss really? What's your favourite moment in in your creativity? Is there something that you've made where you just think, yes, you know, or a process that you were doing? Just a, a favourite moment really? Um, yeah, I've, I've got something that I made very consciously just for me. Because it was, 
it needed to come out and it's this giant big pot because I, I hand build things. I don't use a wheel. Um, yeah. So it's this great big pot and it's very sort of curvy. I mean, you know, I wish I could show you now, but we're just talking, but um, yeah, it's this great big brown earthenware pot. Maybe you can take a picture of it, Marty, and I can share it with people. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I just felt like I've, it's there, it wants to come out, but it's been there for so many years, you know, and I finally got to the place I, I used to go and, um, you know, use somebody else's studio and, and spend time there. And um, he let me use his kiln and stuff. Beautiful. Um, the beautiful, juicy pot. It sounds gorgeous. Um, I kept hugging it once I'd done it and finished it. It's <laughs> like, oh, I love you. <laughs> Maybe that's um, something you know that they are like huggable pots, and you. <laughs> yeah. I, I um. Some people think it's strange that you like that. I love my work, but I really do like love what I create, and and like like it's my children. Mm. I'm like, yes, you know, I really love you, and and you know, have a connection with with mm. it and really do like oh, I love what I've made and I think that's really gorgeous you know sounds like mm. you have that of the pot yeah yeah it sounds noisy in here it's because I'm above a factory a pottery factory actually um, yeah and the kilns all like you can hear the sound of them in the background so it's kind of authentic mm. with the creativity and the topic but it kind of does disrupt the sound a bit so sorry about that everyone um so you did say about i was wondering about is there any continual struggles you have or um you know things that you ponder over a lot that you keep coming back to around the creative life and it sounds like you've already shared some of that around you know that dilemma of you know pricing and all that is would you say mm. that that's the main thing around the creative life that um, you yeah that's that's definitely one of them I have a lot of self doubt yeah. and I, I actually, and I've got a, you know, a very active inner critic. Um, and they're kind of like little gremlins that just pop up and they're just trying to keep me safe. You know, um, I don't want to be safe. I want to make stuff <laughs> and it's, it's not, it's not a safe way to be really. Yeah. Um, you know, there is a risk involved. And it makes you feel vulnerable. And um, that is a constant kind of thing, you know. And I just think, oh, can't you just have a day off, you know, and leave me in peace? <laughs> Send them off on holiday. Uh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. people say, you know, they do, they do sort of, what, what tends to happen is if I'm making stuff with other people around, they just go quiet. Yeah. When I'm on my own making stuff, I'll have to just, you know calm them down a bit and once I've got going I'm okay but I've noticed that like when I go and used to go to that studio where I shared the space with other people we'd sort of have a chat or somebody would say oh that's nice and um that that was very interesting actually because I'd um I make things by hand so you know I I make coils and I join them together and then shape the pot so they're not perfectly symmetrical but I've lost count of the number of people who said to me that's so symmetrical. Did you make it on the wheel? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Can't you see? Mm. It, and they, we literally see things differently. So yeah, me looking at my own work 
is very critical and I just didn't realize that until I had other people talking about it it's interesting how the critic waited till you were on your own really to mm. for the voice to come in but also um you know a lot of people say to me well you must have learned a way to stop the inner critic um, which I do agree with you it's part of ourselves trying to keep us safe from things that happened to us maybe in childhood and with the overculture and I say oh no I still the inner critic still talks to me every day when I'm making things and everything and chatters away and tries to stop but I just carry on um, and it's like this maybe illusion that um that that stops at some point or we've overcome it but um mm -hmm. You know, I think I just create anyway, even whatever the inner critic says. Well, what did Georgia O'Keefe say? I've been scared every day of my life mm. and I haven't let it stop me doing anything I want to do. Something like that. I love that quote, definitely. Because mm. people seem to think that you arrive somewhere and then you've arrived in this imaginary mm. place where you're now successful and you don't mm. have any of that stuff or any fear. Yeah, but I think that you know I I th I've thought about that quite a lot, and I think people see the end product. Yeah, they don't see you struggling away, you know, um, and they can't see what's going on inside your head. So yeah, we just yeah. I mean, I do that. I compare myself. I put people on a pedestal, you know, and we're all just human, aren't we? I agree. Um, I remember talking to someone who I thought was like a really successful and they were like hosting workshops and everything. And they were like, well, I've secretly had to cancel that because no one booked on, but I don't like actually say that on the internet. Mm. And I was like, right. Mm. And, um, <laughs> I mean, that's why I really try to share um, bits of the reality and and you know bits of my fear and wobbles because I think it's yeah. really liberating and and also what you say about showing just a bit of the story like the end result you know it's like going to an award ceremony I find them so boring because it's just like here's the list of reasons why this person's successful and kind of I really want to see the whole story and when they were on yeah. the floor struggling and you know, mm. this polished version of success is dull to mm. me. Yeah. It's a bit of a lie, really, isn't it? It's yeah. not the whole picture. <laughs> I mean, you know, that what you were just saying, when you, when I met you and you were talking about being wobbly and stuff, I was like, oh, yes, thank God, you know. <laughs> it, it's okay. <laughs> I just feel very liberating because then there's no getting found out, really, because... You know, mm. you're, just, you're not really you know projecting an image of yourself you're just how you are and yeah so much less of a struggle for me I feel mm. to do that. yeah oh, Maddie so what's next is there something that you're creating at the moment is there a way that people can connect with you and um, how can we best support you yeah um oh, I was just going to say one of the other things that I do struggle with is making time yeah making time to just do it you know <laughs> I mean I have this image of kind of oh I'm just gonna get up really early and I'm just gonna get down and get the clay out and you know life gets in the way and um I don't know things still happen you know I still make stuff but yeah. um I've got a funny relationship with time it just runs away from me so <laughs> I remember um, a friend saying, I haven't really made much art this year. 
And I said, well, you know, you had an exhibition and I've seen about 10 things that you've made. And they were like, I know, but I, you know, I don't get up and make every day. And I was thinking like, I was saying, yeah, but when, when people look back on your life and your creative career, they're going to say like, oh, she was so prolific that year. You know, she made 10 paintings and had an exhibition. And, you know, I think we can be really judgy about ourselves, but you know, the, you know, people say to me, but you produce so much stuff. And I think, well, most of the time I'm just like, can't get out of bed or, I'm like procrastinating and mm. it's only like odd spurts of creative yeah. <laughs> how it happens with me, you know, mm. I'll have like a few days where I'll create loads, but yeah. I think, you know, that's just that like really being harsh on ourselves and wanting yeah. to fit into some kind of ideal. Mm. Yeah. So go on. Yeah. So um, what am I making now? Um, I've made um, a couple of little things for the open house. Mm. Um, I made some like little vases because I like making these kind of like conical shapes. Yeah. Um, and they just end up being vases really. Um, the other thing I like making is kind of, uh, again, a similar kind of like conical shape. Um, and then, and then a face on the top. <laughs> and also um, I've got these hole cutters that make holes in clay and I just love using them. And so what naturally comes from that is um, you put a light inside and it shines out. Mm. And, you know, I love, everything means something to me. So that is, it's very symbolic for me that there's there's an inner light and it's coming out and, um, you know, lighting a candle is so, you know, brings in the sacred. Um, yeah, so cool. that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. It feels like there's that thread running all the way through your work of, you know, coming, bringing what's inside out and into the light and mm. that inner light as well. And, and that sacredness and spirituality. I was just listening to Julia Cameron um, on a podcast talking about how, you, you know, creativity and spirituality are so intertwined. Mm. Um, and I loved that. And mm. I loved hearing her speak about that. So, um, yeah, if you had to travel back and, or if you could not have to, to your creative inner child, um, Mm -hmm. is there something that you'd want to tell them about uh, creativity and, and, you know, your creative life? Is there any advice or words of reassurance that you give to little Maddie? No, I think I'd just say I'm here. Mm. You know, I got lost, but um, mm. I'm back. <laughs> you know, let's play. Let's play together. Because that's all it is, really. I love that. Let's play. Uh, I'm here. Just really touching. I always find what people would say to their inner children really, mm. really beautiful. And, and you know, it, it also comforts my inner child as well. So... Thank you so much. Well, we look forward to hearing about the Brighton sale. I'll be keeping mm. my beady eyes on anything that's coming up for sale because I love buying yeah. pottery. And um, we'll put links to anything that you want and hopefully people yeah. can connect with you and um, yeah. just feel all that warmth and sacredness that I feel from um, when you share stuff and share your creative journey and it's been gorgeous talking to you. I could just talk for hours, but that was yeah, really- great. 
<laughs> so thanks so much, Maddie, and good luck with all continuing yeah. magical creative life. Yeah. Oh, I'm changing. I'm changing my name of you know what I do. It used to be called Stripey Shed Studio. Oh, I love that. Because I actually had a shed in the garden where I made stuff. But then I moved house and the shed went to my allotment. So I'm now going to be called Green Heart and Clay. Oh, I love that. Um, really you it is, isn't it? And really just got loads of heart. Yeah. So, <laughs> or just what we look forward to the, re, I hate the word branding. But, yeah. <laughs> but your new manifestation of you in the world so we'll all be looking yeah. out for that so oh thanks so much yeah. thank you you've been listening to the way of the wild dreamer podcast thanks for tuning in and if you'd like to follow more of my work you can visit my website at www.clairbeloved.com I hope you found this podcast inspiring and irreverent and juicy. Live in your way, creative day by day. Your dreams are birds taking flight. First one step, then as it comes to life this is the way of the wild wild dreamer the way of the wild dreamer this is the way of the wild wild dreamer the way of the wild dreamer rise 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 warrior you rise rooted in all that's true to you winds may blow still the flowers show that flow